Today in Business from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy to use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60 day trial at shipstation.com slash tech news. That's shipstation.com slash tech news. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off US versus China. Where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous US China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Today in Business from Wired. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from TD Ameritrade. TD Ameritrade's learning experience is curated from their vast library of exclusive content and customizes to fit your investing goals and interests. Get started at tdameritrade.com education. Google and Apple change tactics on contact tracing tech. The companies will handle more of the technology for notifying people who may have been exposed to the coronavirus. Privacy won't be affected, they say, by Gregory Barber. In April, Apple and Google announced a rare act of tech giant fraternalism spurred by global pandemic. Their plan? Tap the short-range Bluetooth signals from smartphones. Phones would keep track anonymously of other phones they were near. When the owner of one of those phones was diagnosed with COVID-19, alerts would be sent to others who had recently been nearby. The idea was to help public health officials more quickly track down potentially exposed people and stem the spread of the virus. In the United States, at least, it was also an experiment in federalism. Apple and Google provided the technical framework, which they term exposure notification and guidance for how to use it. But it was up to states to build apps that use the tool and integrate them into their public health response. That was when and this is now. Like much of the nation's patchwork pandemic response, leaving states to sort things out individually hasn't worked very well. Nearly five months since the initial announcement, only six U.S. states have launched apps using the Apple-Google scheme. Discussions about creating contact tracing apps have become marred in battles about privacy and influence of big tech firms, and uncertainty about how much digital contact tracing would help the overall response to the pandemic. That's especially the case when so many critical elements, testing, resources for the infected, manual contact tracing, remain in disarray. So on Tuesday, Google and Apple said they would take things a bit more into their own hands. Now the tech giants will also provide the technology for sending and receiving alerts, no outside app required. The companies term it Exposure Notification Express. For Apple, the feature will be available starting Tuesday within iOS 13.7, the newest version of Apple's operating system. For Android, Google will create apps for states that it says will be available later this month. Google's decision reflects complexities of the Android ecosystem that make it harder to quickly push new features to users. Apple and Google say their commitment to user privacy remains. They won't collect any identifying data, instead relying on anonymous identifiers,
to keep track of which phones are near each other. And although the feature is backed into the operating system, iPhone users in states where it is made available will be required to opt in. Apple and Google say the change was based on conversations with state public health authorities, who told the companies they were having difficulty building apps themselves. States will need to opt into the new system by sending the companies basic information, like how to get tested if someone receives an alert and how to reach the local public health authority after a positive test. So far, three states and the District of Columbia have signed on to use the new system, including two, Virginia and Nevada, that had already released custom apps. The third state is Maryland. Apple and Google say they are committed to supporting public health authorities that have deployed or are building custom apps. The new plan unifies some of the behind-the-scenes work of sending exposure notifications. In the original scheme, state health authorities were responsible for setting up servers to send exposure alerts to people who had been near others who had tested positive for COVID-19. Different states, different servers. That meant apps in different states couldn't easily talk to each other. Now, that will be handled by a central server, operated by the Association of Public Health Laboratories. Some existing apps using the Apple Google system, including those recently released in Wyoming and North Dakota, are already designed to communicate with the association's server, and thus with other apps. The move wasn't entirely unexpected. When Apple and Google announced their digital tracing plans, they told Wired they planned to issue an update in June that would incorporate elements of the system into their phone operating systems. So long as people opted into having the feature turned on, the phones would keep an anonymous tally of their nearby contacts. But in order to receive an exposure notification or send word of a positive test, people would need to download one of the state-developed apps. Now, Apple and Google are getting a bit more involved, which makes sense, given the chaotic state-by-state rollout. I think it's great, says Harper Reid, a consultant and former CTO of Barack Obama's 2012 re-election campaign, who co-developed a privacy framework for exposure notification. He says the fact that only a few states have apps so far, some of which are incompatible, is a disaster. A common interface and technology across phones might both make it simpler for states to roll out apps and encourage more people to turn the feature on. Reed says smartphone contact tracing seems to be working in other countries where it is available nationwide, and when there's a robust infrastructure for testing and contact tracing. I think these apps really work in the proper environment, and that's amazing, he says. Digital contact tracing has rolled out a bit more smoothly in countries where the public health response is less fragmented. In places like Ireland and Switzerland, apps have been available for months, and they benefit from consistent messaging from the national government about the benefits of using them. But some people worry that because states and countries will be less likely to build their own apps than use the default Apple and Google options, public health officials in those places may learn less about the spread of the disease, which could complicate their responses. They may also have less control over what features are included in the apps. It may force countries to move in directions that are not the best for their health system and their citizens, says Carmelo Troncoso, a professor at the Swiss Federal Institute of Technology who led the development of Switzerland's app. In any case, it's still far from clear how much digital contact tracing will move the needle on the U.S. pandemic response. The first hurdle after launching state apps is to get people to opt in so that the apps are effective something the new plan may help with. But as Apple and Google have said from the beginning, digital contact tracing is a supplement to the public health response, a way to expand the reach of contact tracing beyond known contacts to include strangers nearby on a train, or in a crowd, or on a chairlift. To be truly effective, the rest of the public health response, the testing, the tracing, 
the support for those in quarantine needs to work. And on that front, the United States still has a long way to go. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more business news at wired.com slash business. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.